The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are yous? Hope you're all keeping well out there in pipe band land. Uh, so, <clears throat> yes, you may have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we're about to tackle quite a huge topic, actually. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the possible future or lack thereof of our own piping scene coming into 2021. Yeah, normally we would have done this a lot earlier because normally around now we'd be looking forward to events such as Winter Storm and different things like that. But of course, in the mouth of the global pandemic, we know that events like that have been cancelled. So yeah, we've had some big shows leading up until now. So we thought now is as good a time as any to talk about the elephant in the room. Yes, will we have a competition season this incoming year in 2021 or even will we have gigs again in pubs clubs bars restaurants theaters anything like that you know our celtic and folk music scene have also seen a huge downturn ah we've got so much to talk about on this week's topic of the week uh there might not be much in the way of news and updates i'm afraid because this is a massive massive topic area so we're about to get into it, but let's get through the introductions first of all, shall we? I always kind of get lost and, and don't do the intro sometimes, but yes, welcome! This is the Big Rab Show podcast. If you haven't tuned into us before, then <clears throat> where have you been? We've been doing this for over 200 plus episodes now, so yeah, go and check out our huge back catalogue, and yes... We are a bagpiping show. If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Even though there's not that much of it happening at the minute. (laughs) Well, there's wee bits of it. There's wee bits here and there. We'll talk about that. Uh, But yes, for those of you who would like to help support the show, like every other podcast out there, Yes, we have a Patreon. And yes, the Patreon faithful, as we call you guys, are awesome. Honestly, you guys really are amazing over there on Patreon. We have a great community over there with tons of great piping content over there. If anything, uh, we've made a bit of a change recently to our Patreon. Uh, We normally, every week, would upload our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. So if you do happen to miss it whenever it goes out live on air, then you can catch it on Patreon. You can download it and take it with you. Well, through many requests, actually, from our Patreon uh, supporters, you guys have been asking for playlists from the show. Uh, Because that does happen quite a lot. We get a lot of messages saying, Oh, Rab! What did you play there at half seven? Or what was that last one you played there at quarter to nine and that? And I, I can't remember. So what I'm doing now is I'm writing them down as I play them. And then I put up the entire playlist up there on Patreon. So if you do like any of the music and that that we play on our Fuse FM show and you're curious to see what bands they are, what the tracks are, what the albums are even, then... 
go and check that out. It's up on Patreon now. And yeah, so you never know. You might get yourself introduced to some new music. I know a lot of folks out there who don't normally listen to the trad world and ourselves on Fuse. We do mix it up. We play a lot from the competition scene, but we also... We love to pepper in a little bit from the folk and trad scene, Celtic scene as well, so it's really, really cool. Uh, so we're introducing some folks to some brand new music. If anything, that's been some of the feedback we've got recently, saying that uh, you guys really seem to enjoy the interviews and such that we had from folks in the trad world, especially the one that we done recently for that band, Rura, uh, where we talked about the production of their album live from the old fruit market. So, yeah, but th- we might be doing more of that in the future, introducing you guys to more folks from the folk and Celtic music scene. So, there you go. If there's anyone specifically that you would like to hear from, from the Celtic and folk music scene, then certainly let us know. You can email us, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Or you can join our Patreon, and that's where a lot of our show suggestions actually come from, from our Patreon faithful. Yeah, so every click of support over there does mean the world to us, especially... Uh, in these difficult times you know podcasting is not a game to be a rich man i suppose Uh, so if you'd like to help to keep the wheels turning then head over to patreon and help support your favorite podcaster that'll be much appreciated okay also i do keep mentioning this guys but i'm mentioning it for a good reason our ongoing promotion with the piper's dojo will be ending soon now i'm yeah I keep telling you this, but you really need to take advantage of this before it goes. Because once it's gone, it's gone and it's not coming back. Of course, I'm talking about the Dojo Premium Test Drive for a $1 sign-up fee. You get to test drive the full premium membership for $1 for 30 days. So for the full 30 days, you get access to everything. They drop the paywall on absolutely everything. So you get to look at your... Really advanced stuff on, you know, Peabrook and, uh, you know, some incredible stuff on there. Uh, I, you know, it'll take me too long to start talking about it. But if you're a bare bones beginner that doesn't know what a chanter is, all the way up to the most advanced Straspe phrasing, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, Piper's Dojo, an incredible resource there for learners. Uh, let's face it, we're all learning. And um, yeah, you know, why not? Sign up. It only costs you a dollar and you get 30 days worth of premium. Now, after the 30 days, if you do decide to keep it on, then great. You're already 30 days into your journey of getting better. But if not, hey, what have you lost? You've lost a dollar and a bit of time checking out the site, I suppose. But there you go. So go along, check out our special offer, bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. Yes, it's on our front page. You can check it out, dojo offers, and it's up there. And it won't be there for much longer. I'm telling you that now. Go and grab it now. Go and get signed up before that offer expires. And yeah, you'll no longer be able to avail of that. Hmm. Okay, now for those of you, we actually got a number of questions from folks asking about Big Rab Show merch and when will it be back? Um, Apparently a lot of folks actually got uh, money for Christmas and the holidays and they were saying, oh, I know what I want to do with that. I want to buy a Rab Show hoodie and stuff. So, yes, thank you, everyone. (laughs) We really appreciate it. But at the moment, we are kind of stuck. The way the situation here is in the UK, specifically here in Northern Ireland, is that Brexit is making trading online extremely difficult. Uh, That's full disclosure. (laughs) It's not easy. Uh, Shipping rates and stuff to various different parts of the world, arts and parts, has just become crazy. And if I was to pass those costs on to you guys for shipping, uh, trust me, I wouldn't be making any sales at all. Uh, Some of the shipping rates that we're getting quoted at the moment are just scandalous. 
So Brexit is having a huge impact. We do hope, though, we are seeing light at the end of the tunnel, that uh, all of these shipping irregularities and everything will hopefully iron themselves out and everything will return to normal. And once it has and the rates all drop and everything and then we can finally start shipping stuff without having to get a mortgage, um, (laughs) then the shop will be back online again and you guys can go and purchase your Rab Show merch. Now... Don't worry, we're not resting on our laurels at this point. Uh, we di- we are taking this opportunity to hopefully kind of redesign some things. We've had some requests from folks for a possible zippy hoodie. Uh, a lot of you guys actually really liked one. I think we were wearing it in one of our live streams, like a, a zip-up hoodie. Uh, the one that we have at the moment is just like a standard big, thick red and black boys. Really cozy, lovely hoodie. Uh, really high quality. And we've been selling those and they're extremely popular. But you guys have requested one with a zip. Yeah, so you can zip it up like a jacket. So those are coming. Plus we have some other surprises as well. We don't have any t-shirts at the moment, so we are possibly getting out some new t-shirt designs and things. So a lot happening on the thebigrabshow.com. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, once Brexit finally settles itself and we get the chance, then yeah, the online store will be back open again. There you are. All right, so you've got a bit of behind-the-scenes action there. Uh, but yeah, for more information, of course, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff and what we're doing, then go to Patreon. Go to Patreon! Because, yeah, you get to hang out with the Rab Show team once a month. And if anything, I think it's coming up towards the end of January. We haven't actually planned it yet, but we are hoping to do another Patreon hangout with the Rab Show team. So, if you are over there on Patreon and you are, you know, subscribed and supporting us, then, yeah, coming up is another Patreon hangout. I think hopefully with the rest of the team and we'll all hang out in Zoom and just... Drink tea and talk rubbish. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that, actually. The last one was a great laugh. It was good crack. So, yeah, good fun. All right, let's get into it. Now, with each and every Big Grab show, we always kick off the show with listener mail. Our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's our email address, and you guys always send us in emails and commentary based on every show. Now, last week, we did ask you guys to email us in on this week's topic. We asked you the question about what your thoughts and feelings were for this incoming year and where you thought our piping scene would be in 2021 in light of where we are currently with the global pandemic. Well, that's where our listener mail will be this week. It'll be in topic of the week because you guys provided quite a lot of commentary and a lot of links and things were shared. So we're going to talk about all of it in this week's topic of the week. So Listener mail will be a little bit later in the show. Also, we did receive a number of weekly drones as well. I think we actually have a couple of them for you in this week's show. Uh, So Aaron has those in the can as well. And that will be part of this week's topic of the week as well. Because, of course, they're all talking about the future of our piping scene in 2021. It's such a huge topic. And it's all anyone is ever talking about at the moment. It seems to be, since the doors closed on the World Championships last year, that's all anyone ever spoke about. When are we going to get back on the grass again? When are things going to get back to some form of normal? And, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about in this week's topic. (laughs) I told you, it's going to be a huge show, so strap yourselves in. It's going to be quite a big debate, and we hope that you guys can join in on the back of it, of course. So, as always, I'll remind you at this point in the show, early on, that if we do say anything wrong, or if you agree with us, or if you have a point of view or thought or feeling at all, then email us in, bigrabshow at gmail 
gmail.com. We also love your voicemails as well. We haven't had a voicemail in a while, actually. Hmm. So, yeah, who knows? We might receive some voicemails in future about this very same topic. I dare say we'll be talking about it for a while until we actually get a road forward on it. And uh, believe it or not, folks, we do have a bit of a road forward to talk about. So, hmm, that's to come on this week's topic. I keep referring to the end of the show, don't I? So don't skip, though. We've got plenty of great content up until then. <laughs> All right. Well, I have to give a special plug, uh, actually, to the pod band Pipecast. Now... Yeah, this has been sent to us by a number of listeners asking us, have we listened to the last number of shows over there on Podband Pipecast? Of course, we mentioned it here on the Rab Show that they celebrated 52 shows, which means that they're a year on the road, so to speak. And uh, yeah, the Podband Pipecast, they, yeah, their tagline is the premier pipe band podcast. And uh There's a big long pause there whenever I say it because I want you to think about that. Because that's been there since episode one. So now they're up in episode 50 plus. uh, You know, they're still the premier pipe band podcast. So, yeah, this was sent to us by a number of listeners asking us, have we listened to the last couple of episodes? I'll have to give full disclosure. No, I haven't. Until I got it sent to us by yourselves who listened to the pod. And I thought, well, there must be something going on here. People wouldn't be sending me links to listen to this if it wasn't good. So, I tuned in, I listened to the Podband Pipecast, this last couple of episodes, and uh, they were drinking Mountain Dew and talking about how bagpipes could be better. And that was for two episodes. If anything, we learned an awful lot about Mountain Dew. Uh, you know, the, the soft drink. Uh, as we call it here in Northern Ireland, the mineral or, you know, soda in America, I suppose. But, yeah, these guys sat and drunk different kinds of Mountain Dew and talked all about it. Oh, I like this Mountain Dew and that one there is a bit sweet and that one there. Very random. Very random. And then suggested such things as, uh, you know, bagpipes, uh, they have big holes where you have to cover with the, the flats of your fingers you know, it'd be cool if they made those holes smaller. Um, so go and listen to it if you want to. Um, I have listened to it. I've listened to both of those episodes, the Mountain Dew episodes. And, uh, hey, they're the premier pipe band podcast. So I'll leave you guys to... Where is it? Where's my thing? Draw your own conclusion. And I'm sure you guys will be emailing me in about that. I can just see the emails coming in now. Rab, why did you tell me to go and listen to that thing? I can just see the angry emails. But hey, go and listen to it. Draw your own conclusions. Do remember there are other podcasts out there about the piping world. And we're all very different. We do bring a different flavour to the world. I suppose ourselves in the Rab Show, we do what we do. And we do it every week. And we hopefully we do it as good as we can. And the guys at Chanter Rant, they come at the world with uh, a shotgun <laughs> and a stick of dynamite. Uh, those guys are not for the faint-hearted. And yeah... If you're not a fan of naughty language or adult conversations, then perhaps that's not for you. Uh, but definitely very funny. Um, also, go and check out the guys at the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. They, those guys have an incredible podcast, which I am a huge fan of. 
such a fascinating topic area. They focus mostly on the educational aspect of bagpipes. So that's definitely worth a listen. I would recommend that. And um, if, yeah, if like me, you want to be confused and, um, yeah, I think just confused is the word I would use. Confused and bemused. Go and check out the premier pipe band podcast, the pod band pipecast, which is not easy to say. It's an experience. Also, go and check out the Lady Pipers podcast as well. Yeah, that's quite a decent one where they talk about all different female bagpipers from throughout the years. Some incredible great stories on there. So there you go. Podcast recommendations. Now, the reason why I'm recommending all of these, of course, ourselves, The Rab Show, and all of these other podcasts that we talked about, we all gathered together on the Chanter Rant podcast. And I recorded an episode a while ago, actually, quite a while ago, uh, well before Christmas and the holidays. Uh, We haven't heard it yet. Uh, but we all kind of gathered up, drunk a whole lot of beer and just talked rubbish. And it was all sorts of interesting, I'll say that. Um, yeah, but again, not for the faint-hearted. Adult conversations and strong language ensue. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that episode dropping, actually. I'm not entirely sure when it'll be. But when it drops, we will let you know where you can tune in and we will all cringe together. There you go. All right. So that's, we've no listener mail. We have no weekly drones. That's hitting this week's topic, of course. And... Let's get into the news, folks. Believe it or not, it has been quite a busy week here on the Piping World, and we've got loads to talk about. I have to give a shout, actually, to the very beginning of the news, to Kyle Howey. Kyle Howey! Kyle Howey! The legend! Now, the reason I'm giving him a shout is because, well, number one, first of all, he has reached a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> Woo! Go on, Kyle, you absolute legend. And yes, thank you, folks, for going out there and subscribing to him. Like I've been telling you, his channel on YouTube is incredible. Loads of great tunes, loads of great performances, and uh, a lot of tuition, actually, as well. Kyle has kind of taken it upon himself to do a bit of uh, whistle tuition. You know, so if you are interested in learning how to play whistles, Kyle was on there just this past week, actually, teaching you how to play a scale, you know. Very bare-bone basics, um, but it's really fascinating stuff, you know, for you to be able to sit and practice. And before you know it, you'll be playing tunes on the whistle. You know, you pipers out there, definitely. So go and check that out. Shout out to Kyle Howe. Now, the reason I'm also giving him a mention, of course, is that he is still currently booking online lessons. And if you are interested, he's giving fortnightly lessons, and he recommends about an hour each time. Uh, so you can go and book lessons with him, kylehigh.co.uk. So well worth checking out. Kyle is a legend. He's been on the show before. He's a good friend of the show, actually. And, uh, yeah, some blistering tunes coming from Kyle's YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you're missing a trick. You really should go and check it out. Plus, if you are interested in getting some bespoke bagpiping lessons or even whistle lessons as well, then or even, I think he's playing all in pipes on that as well now. So, hey. What's not to love? So go and check it out, kylehigh.co.uk for all of your tuition needs and stuff. There's a lot of great stuff over there, so well worth checking out. Kyle is a very, very busy man. All right, I have to give a mention very briefly just to say that the Alma Highland Festival announced on their social media page there this past week that they have had to regretfully pull the plug on it for 2021. Now, this obviously is a huge... Kicking the guts, I suppose, for the organisers of the Alma Highland Festival. It's a massive, massive event. And honestly, 
yeah, it's just horrible for everyone involved, to the competitors, the people who would travel to this every year, and of course the organisers. Now, they haven't said that they're completely down and out for this year. They do have some plans, hopefully, to do something. Now, they haven't said exactly what. They've been very cryptic here. They've On their press release, they give you all the details, obviously, with COVID-19 and everything that's hit the Midwest and the US. And the way the restrictions are at the moment, they had to make a call on when either to run the event or to either pull the plug. And, of course, the way the pandemic's rolling at the moment, COVID-19's everywhere. So, yeah, they had to pull the plug for public safety. But they haven't ruled out doing something. And that's a direct quote from their press release. <laughs> So that's about as much information as I can give you, is that they're going to do something. Now, as to what that is, we don't know. We're hoping it's some form of an online competition, perhaps, or, I don't know, maybe a look back at previous festivals or something. No idea, but whatever it will be, we hope that you guys can get involved and help support an amazing festival. And uh, here's hoping that we'll be able to swing the gates open again for 2022. There you go. All right, speaking of competitions that will be happening online, I have to give a mention to the Reading Bagpipe Competition. Yeah, in 2021, they will be holding an online competition for their solos. So this will be in March 6th, and it's from grades 4 all the way through to the open grade. So it'll be judged, of course, by Bruce Gandy, Jack Lee, Terry Lee, and Liz Tubbs. This event is going to be awesome! Yep, I have to say, they're also they're going to be holding their normal light music event for each grade, and the whole thing will be played live via Zoom. Ooh. So there's going to be P-Rock events and everything, and yet you have to submit your videos in advance so that you can tune in and watch the entire thing, apparently. For more information, of course, on how to get your entry forms in and all the rest, if you are interested, go to Reading Bagpipe Competition.com, and you'll be able to check out all the de- details about the event, how to get registered, all of that. So that's March the 6th is the actual competition when it's being broadcast online. Uh, But I'm sure that you'll may have to get your entries in well before that in advance. So like I said, for more details, go and check out readingbagpipecompetition.com for more details. Now, speaking of competitions that are happening online, we have to give a special round of applause this week to the Scottish Schools Freestyle Competition. (laughs) Yes! Now, the reason why I'm applauding these guys is because they haven't decided to pull the plug. They're they're actually holding this thing. And, it, well, it'd be it online, I should say. So the freestyle competition is a Scottish school's kind of staple. It's kind of huge deal. It's massively attended every year. And it's basically a huge showcase uh, for teaching of Great Highland Bagpipe and Drumming in Scottish schools. And the freestyle event specifically shows the creativity of these bands and also their tutors and the pupils as well. So, yeah, it's incredible to see all of these young musicians involved in this. And we were a bit worried, to say the least, to say the COVID-19 and everything. Will we actually have another championship? Well, it is due to take place in March 2022. And I think if you do want your school to take part in the event, though, you have to be registered before a certain date in February of this year. So it gives you a good year to prepare. Yes. Now, there will also be, this year, there'll be a new kind of format. There'll be an open category, not just for secondary school children, but also for primary school children as well. And there'll be a combined group for schools as well, both, you know, primary and secondary schools. And uh, it's just, I'm really looking forward to this. So they are asking for video submissions 
and you have to have at least two pipers involved uh, either on chanter or electronic chanter depending on where you're playing and ideally they would like you to have a snare drummer and different things so yeah for all the full details of course you can go to the Scottish schools uh, you know Scottish schools online freestyle competition just stick it into Google and you'll find it so it's part of the Scottish schools pipes and drums trust full details are all up on their website now along with your registration and everything this is one that we're so glad to see is still happening we were actually really concerned about this with the pandemic and everything we were worried that this wasn't going to happen and that this would really throw the brakes on tuition in schools in scotland but as we know tuition is still happening uh you know we got chatting to the, the likes of craig from strathallan and he was telling us about tuition happening online and different things so schools out there are still teaching piping and drumming in scotland so it's brilliant to see that this competition has given kids something to play for you know, winning this title is actually a big deal. There's some proper huge performances that picked up the prize. So if you do manage to lift a prize in the open category, then you deserve a pat on the back. So dead excited for this competition next year, March 2022. Uh, but like I said, I'm mentioning it now because if any of you guys out there involved in the tuition scene in the schools program and that in Scotland and you haven't heard about it, then yeah, you have until February uh, well, the full details are up on the website, of course, but you have a date in February to get your registration in. There you are. So go and check out the details. Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust. There you are. All right. Now, massive, absolutely massive news dropped this past week from the Celtic Connections Festival 2021. Now, we did mention it on last week's show that the Celtic Connections Festival will be opening its doors again and it will be ran online. It's running from the 15th of January through to the 2nd of February. And as you can expect, because of the global pandemic, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. It's, yeah, the entire thing is being held online. The festival will be running online specifically and it will feature over 30 performances. So, of course, for those of you wanting to tune into this, you can purchase tickets. I think there is like a special overall ticket that you can purchase here. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. An all-access ticket uh, is priced up 40 quid, And this will give you access to all the concerts taking place across the 19 days. It is, of course, also to possible purchase tickets for individual shows if you do wish. However, pricing will be detailed for these on the website and could work out slightly more expensive. So... Why not pick up the 40 quid ticket and you'll get 19 days of blistering music. So that's a shameless plug there. So KilticConnections.com, that's where you go, pick up your tickets. Now for piping fans, we normally would see a band performance at Celtic Connections every year. We've had previous performances from Bog Hall, Fife Polis, uh, we've had Unverary as well. Well this year at Celtic Connections, unfortunately... That won't be happening. Uh, at least they haven't announced anything to that regard yet. Uh, so, Celtic Connections, for those of you living internationally and you don't know about the festival, this is a huge Celtic and folk music festival that's ran in Glasgow City. It normally attracts around 100,000 attendees. Now, the event normally does run over 19 days and just pulls in an audience that is truly international. The acts themselves are truly international. You get pipers, fiddle players, whistles, all from throughout the world, and they all come together to Glasgow and just a concophony of sound, man. It's amazing. 
So it's not like Piping Live, however. Piping Live has a focus which is just unique to Piping, and that's what their focus is for that entire week. But Celtic Connections is about everything in the Celtic and folk music scene, and we've seen so many new bands just start life on Celtic Connections because what would happen is is you go to a gig and you watch a certain band on stage and then you all go to the pub after and someone brings you know a set of shuttle pipes and a case and someone whips out uh, an Irish whistle and someone oh you're a fiddle player come on ahead you join in and then before you know it these four guys are playing all night and then next thing you know they're on stage at Celtic Connections next year oh we're a new band we just formed last year <laughs> so that happens a lot at Celtic Connections and I was just it's kind of gotten in a way that we're going to lose that this year the Celtic Connections thing what makes it unique is the social element of it and mixing with people from around the world you know from really unique countries that have such massive Celtic and folk music scenes it's yeah it's gutting that you can't share a pipe a pint from someone from Uruguay and, and you know you get to hear all about his tradition his traditional singing and all the rest and you get to hear him singing some songs from his own country and then uh, Rab can you sing some songs from your country uh, do you know Wild Rover do you <laughs> yeah that actually happened um, but yeah it was <laughs> it's a fantastic event and it's a Kind of gutting that we've lost the social side of it, but I'm so glad that they're keeping the music alive. This festival is huge, and it's just brilliant to see that they're still airing over the airwaves, I suppose, online. Now, for us bagpipers, of course, there is a focus for us. We do have some of the lineup announced for us piping fans. We have Braybrack, of course. Braybrack! will be there and Braybrack I don't think I've missed the Celtic Connections yet since it started I think well since Braybrack started uh, so there of course Braybrack featuring Callum McCrimmon and James Duncan McKenzie although I don't think James actually plays with them anymore I think James has moved on to a different band now uh, but also shout out to Ross Ainsley he'll be there with his band plus they'll be joined on stage by Talisk and Manran Whew. and then after that there will be Nos as well what? yep I, well, if any, the, what a lineup, man. And that, you know, Nos has Connor Sinclair, and he's their featured bagpiper. And he's a gold medal winner at Inverness there in 2019. So, what a lineup. That's on the 21st, actually. And whew, that's going to be incredible. So, also on January 28th, you also have a concert featuring Finlay McDonald, Ross Ainsley, Manon Lewis, Alice Sunderland. Uh, with Conan McConnell, Bradley Parker, of course, and there's a band with Stephen Blake, Stephen Burns, David Foley. I'm just going to start dropping names now. That concert's going to be ridiculous. That's on January 28th. So, guys, for us Piping fans, we really are going to be spoiled. And I think also it's been confirmed that the Piper's Tryst will also... Uh, be featured it was a put on this that they will be in action as well uh, which has 10 bagpipers from throughout the celtic scene they were of course at rab show live remember now also a band that i've been singing the praises of this last while project smoke yeah did you remember them so the trad trio project smoke will be on stage as well of course with ali levac oh my god i'm all sorts of excited for that the january 20th is gonna be lit as they say is that what that what the youngsters say now man that that shoe's going to be lit, bruv. <laughs> Rab, stop drinking tea. Yeah, so, yeah, really looking forward to that. Plus, we have all sorts of stuff um, 
you know, from Stephen Blake, from Rora, uh, all sorts of amazing talks and presentations and things. There'll be a lot of delving into the history of some Celtic and folk scene. And also, hopefully, we'll get some uh, interesting look at history of bagpiping and places. Guys, this Celtic Connections will be one of a huge difference. The social element is gone. And honestly, some people will think, ah, well, then it's not Celtic Connections. Then. And I would kind of agree with you. But I still do want to throw my weight behind it. Ask you guys, or encourage you actually, to go and check check the website. The lineup for Celtic Connections this year is insane. Some blistering performances are going to be here. I can guarantee you. Looking at the lineup here, it's just mad. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. Celtic Connections. Uh, so go and grab your tickets. You will not be disappointed. And I would recommend that you pick up the forty pounds one. Yeah, I know it's forty quid. Yeah, I know it's expensive and January is always a bit of a lean month whenever it comes to the old wage packet. But seriously, that's going to be incredibly good entertainment. You will not regret it. If you're a piping fan at all and curious about the Celtic and folk music scene, then yeah, purchase your ticket. 20 quid, 40 quid even, and uh, you'll not regret it. Mm. All right, moving on. I have to give a mention to ourselves of the Big Rab Show team Yes, shameless plug, but hi, it's my show, I can plug if I want. Now, we've been talking about this for a while, that the piping scene and the world in general has just been crap this last while. (laughs) Do you know, it has. The state of things with the global pandemic, ourselves in the UK going to lockdown after lockdown, further restrictions and more restrictions and... It's just getting ridiculous. And I'm sure even in the United States, you guys have been following the whole political thing that's going on. I was recording last week's podcast, actually, full disclosure. And whenever I record the pod, I always switch my phone off so it doesn't buzz whenever I'm talking to you guys. So finished recording the podcast. I was just about to start editing and putting it together and uploading and I switched my phone on. And my phone nearly blew up. People saying, oh, my God, Rob, you see what's happening in the U.S.? So, see the things you miss when you're recording a podcast? So, yeah, all the political upheaval and all the craziness that's happening in the US at the moment, it's just, it melts your head. And you're just thinking, what kind of a world are you living in at the moment? Well, ourselves in the Big Rab Show team, we want to do what we can to lift you out of all of that and just give you something to laugh at and have a bit of crack. Well, yeah, we're having another stay-at-home quiz. The Big Rab Show stay-at-home quiz number three. It's back, baby. Yeah, we have planned out another quiz which will be happening on Friday the 15th of January. So depending on when you're listening to this, it'll be happening live on our Facebook page, 8.30 UK time. So really looking forward to that, actually. Um, So it'll be an opportunity for us piping folks just to hang out and just to have a bit of a laugh and a a bit of crack, basically. We want to lift ourselves and escape from this terrible, there's so much bad news at the moment. So we want to give something positive to you guys. So yeah, there's no prizes involved. There's just bragging rights. And just the very fact that we could sit online and just have a bit of crack with each other, you know. So there'll be tons of great piping uh, questions. There'll be some non-piping questions as well. Uh, but yeah, it'll be entertaining, guaranteed. And we hope you guys can tune in, take part. And you never know, you could win the thing. You know, and then you could march in to all your mates and say, hey, I won the Rab Show quiz. What did you win? 
So there you go. That's happening Friday, the 15th of January, half eight, UK time. It'll be broadcast live on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. The Big Rab Show Stay at Home Quiz 3. <laughs> now, I did get mention this last week, and uh, yeah, we've been asked again for further details. I mentioned about the Mid-Ulster Council here in Northern Ireland, and they're offering free online piping and drumming tuition. I was asked, is this available just to youngsters and just to beginners, I have to say, no, it's available for everyone at all levels. Uh, so go and check it out. Music service for pipes and drums on their social media. Or, of course, you can check out the Mid-Ulster Council as well for more details. These lessons are completely free. They're provided to you by fully qualified tutors. And uh, so definitely go and check it out. Take advantage of the free tuition available here. And, uh, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. So that's an incredible service. So shout out to the music service for Pipes and Drums. You guys are awesome. And, yeah, go and take advantage of that free tuition available. Now, I have to mention something that's happening online that you might not be aware of, especially for you drummers. Yes, for you drummers out there, if you do like Andante or a bit of a fun of uh, a bit of a fan of Andante drums, then go along to their Facebook page at the moment where they're running a 12-day giveaway competition. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, depends on what day of the competition it is, and it may well be finished, but Go and check their social media anyway for your chance to enter and win. Now, they're giving away things like drum pads and sticks and boxer shorts and coffee mugs and things like that. There's a lot of great promotional stuff here from Andante. So if you do want to win some stuff online, just go and check out their social media. Tons of great Andante giveaway goodies. And uh, all you have to do is the usual Facebooky type stuff. You know, like and share and all that business. So go along. And Dante Drums official on their Facebook page. And they're giving away all sorts of great swag if you want. So, yeah, you drummers out there, if you fancy a new pair of sticks, then who knows? They might be giving away pairs and stuff. I think they did that on day one, actually. Like they give away a drum pad and a set of sticks. Uh, So go and check it out. And Dante Drums official, they're giving away uh, stuff over the next 12 days. They're saying that's their not-so-blue competition. So I have to agree that there's a lot of people out there at the moment who just realise that the world is a crappy place and they're just trying to do stuff that's positive. So, yeah, that includes ourselves in the Rab Show with our quiz. Awesome. All right. I have to give a mention this week. Uh, well, this week, of course, this past week, I was watching the Buffalo Bills game on Saturday and I was glued to the telly watching every second of it, of course, because I'm a Bills fan. Yes, I know. I know. If anything, it's a good time to be a Bills fan, so go Bills. Uh, But yeah, I was watching the NFL game, and as I was in the process of being glued to my screen, I noticed that there was an advertisement that played halfway through the game for Geico Insurance. Now, normally, I would see the Geico adverts, and I'm just going, it's an insurance company. But this one really drew my attention because there was piping in it. Yeah, the advert itself is called Pipes Are Making Strange Noises. Um, whenever the owners of the property would look under the cupboard or check their shower or, you know, their bathroom, they would find that there's a bagpiper in there saying, you know, my pipes are making strange noises. <laughs> That's the joke. It's not really funny. It doesn't really hit the mark, I suppose. But I suppose for non-piping fans, they would get the joke more than me, I suppose. Uh, now, there's a couple of bagpipers actually featured in this advert who are blowing pipes in it. And I'm going to throw the door open. Have any of you guys seen the Geico advert? And does any of you guys know who these bagpipers are? I do get them. I do recognize one of them. 
especially the bagpiper that's playing in the shower. I think I've actually met him. So I don't know, because I think it's because I'm terrible with names. I just can't remember who this guy is. But I think I've definitely met him before. But So if you guys want to have a look at the Geico advert, go and have a look at it. Other insurance companies are available, of course, especially home insurance. Um, <laughs> but go and have a look at the ads. You know, they've been doing a number of adverts, actually, with bagpipers in them. Um, kind of ticking the mick a bit, I suppose. You know, but us pipers and drummers are kind of used to that by now. Uh, so, yeah, the advert itself is... Pff, not the best, but I do recognize some of the bagpipers in there. So, yeah, anybody out there can help a guy out and try and remember who this fella is. I definitely think I've met him somewhere. Uh, there you go. So there you go. Shout out to Geico. <laughs> All right, I have to give a mention to the Vale of Athol Pipe Band. Their junior competition is open at the moment for entries. Now, for full information, of course, I have to mention it. Go to thevale.org forward slash solos entry. and You can get all your details up there. There's all your categories and everything. It is a junior competition, so I think it just runs up to age 18. I'm not entirely sure. I need to double check all my details there. Uh, so the competition itself, uh, yeah, you have up until the 28th of January, I think, and then the, to get your registration details in, and then you have until the 30th of January to actually get your video entries in. So, for more information, of course, just by way of a reminder to you guys that the registration is now open for the Vale of Athol Junior Competition, and uh, go and check it out. Thevale.org forward slash solos entry, and go and get your information there. All your categories and such, it's all up there now. All right, now before we get into this week's topic, there's also... Yeah, there's a couple other things that I really wanted to mention and another huge news story that dropped on PipesDrums.com. Now, it's not a huge news story because it didn't come to us as a surprise, but the headline reads, RSPBA refuses to disclose details of the headquarters renovation contracts. (sighs) Yep, that old chestnut, it's still rolling on, folks. In a recent meeting, apparently, by the RSPBA, the Precus or the Precis, or whoever you want to pronounce that, the minutes were published in December, and it was decided on those minutes that details of the, uh, the headquarters renovation contract will not be released and will be held in confidence because they are commercially sensitive, apparently. Now, yeah, whenever you read the Pipes Drums article, this argument really doesn't hold much weight. And, yeah, the request is still there. And actually, the official response is yet to be issued. So we are following this story still. We did talk about it last year. We did mention how the actual headquarters renovation contract, the awarding of it, was kind of suspicious. A little bit. Um... Yeah, how they decided who was going to take care of the 1.2 million renovation of its new headquarters. How they decided who was to get the job, who was to get the massive big contract. We don't know how that was done and that was requested. Um, I think at an AGM or at a meeting or something like that, someone requested it saying, hi, can you provide those papers? They were told, yes, no problem, we'll get them to you. And now we have the decision that, nope, we're not saying, we're not letting you see those uh, because... And there you go. So you're not getting them. So for more information, of course, read the article.com. It's really an interesting read. However, I would ask you to draw your own conclusions. Indeed. Yeah, it's an interesting story that just isn't going away. 
it's one of those ones that I don't think will go away until we actually get answers. And the problem is, is that we probably won't. So, yeah, as much as we want our RSPBA to be fully, uh, what's transparent is the word, I think. You know, they were to be more transparent with their members, but this is something that they're certainly not being transparent about. So, hmm. It's a very interesting topic that we'll rattle on. But I'm sure as we get more on that subject, uh, we'll possibly bring that as a future topic of the week right there. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of avenues to go down with that one. Hmm. All right, moving on. I have to give a little plug to Chris Gray. Yes, Chris Gray, bagpiper extraordinaire. He uh, is actually offering some online lessons at the moment. So for those of you who are interested in getting an online tuition for Highland Pipes, border pipes, whistle, piano, actually getting uh, tuition in composition or arranging, or even music theory in general, then contact chrisgraymusic.com. That's for all inquiries. So yeah, Chris is doing a little bit of promotion recently, uploading all sorts of incredible new content on his social media so go and check that out but yeah by way of a shameless plug go and check out chrisgraymusic.com if you are interested in some online tuition from chris awesome stuff speaking of online tuition i have to give a shout to mclean percussion you go on mclean percussion it's good to see those guys back again and furiously working hard over the christmas after the christmas break i should say uh they finally dusted the dust off the drum pad and are back teaching again so it's great to see some social media updates from them guys uh from aaron and john both they're both working incredibly hard there uh, with a whole new base of uh, students and stuff so yeah well done guys keep up the good work good to see All right, I'll mention it briefly, and only briefly, the Kids With Cancer charity event. Yes, tickets for that are still going at the moment, and we'll probably talk longer about it on a future pod. Uh, But the 20th of February is when the event is happening, so you have up until that date to get your tickets. They're available on the Eventbrite website. And did I mention you'll get Stuart Little, Lincoln Hilton, Stephen McWhorter, Western Australian Police Pipe Band, Klaus Keltz, uh, Tully Lagan, the County Armadro Majors. I could go on and on and on. There's such a huge lineup here, folks. The event is going to be off the chain. Now, I am involved in the organizing of this. I'm part of the organizing team, full disclosure. And I have been told that I am not allowed to talk about any of the performances, the performances that I have seen. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. You're in for a treat. Some of these guys will melt your face. (laughs) I'm being so careful. Uh, Yeah, some of the performances we've got in from these folks, because obviously we're putting the show together at the moment, and we have the performances there. We just need to kind of, you know, make it into a show. Oh, guys, wait till you see this. Honestly, if you're a piping or drumming fan at all, this is right up your street. Let's face it, it's up my street. I've been watching these. <laughs> crazy. They're amazing. Amazing. And so these guys are giving up their time voluntarily to help support an incredible charity. And uh, yeah, if you guys out there can help support it too by purchasing a few tickets and stuff to help support the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast, it would be much uh, gladly received by the families and the kids themselves. Uh, but also, you guys get to enjoy quite an incredible show that's coming your way. So looking forward to that. February 20th. There you are. Speaking of shows and everything, I have to give a mention this week to the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand. Did you guys catch this? 
Yeah, but there was a summer school in New Zealand this past weekend, and the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand actually put on a performance, uh, playing such sets as the Sandpiper, they played the Sleeping Tune on a bunch of jigs, playing Silver Threads, a big 4-4 set. It was brilliant. I have to say, I think this is the first time we've seen the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand uh, actually on stage anywhere, playing anything together. So this was incredible. Now, if you are interested, of course... We've shared out the performance on the Big Rab Show Facebook page, but you can go and watch it back through their own social media. It is worth watching. Trust me. I know they only play, I think, five sets in total. Um, It's not a very long performance by any means, but the band hasn't been together that long. Um, But the performances themselves, guys, is just insane. Blowing a huge tone and just sounding like a grade one big gun. You know, as if these guys have been doing it all their days. It's incredible. Go and check it out. The National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand were on action, in action, in New Zealand on stage. And guys, it was absolutely incredible. Amazing, amazing stuff. All right. I think it's at this point in the show that I should, uh, yeah, possibly go and get myself a big cup of tea. Um, But for this week's topic of the week, I have to mention that we're actually going to bring in uh, some of the guys from the Big Rab Show team to help me tackle this. It's going to be a huge topic area for discussion. And, yeah, as a result, I'm going to bring in the rest of the guys from the Rab Show team at this point. Yeah. So, it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland they adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making using the finest materials employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information McClellan Bagpipes Born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade 
made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Well, it's time for a topic of the week, and I have invited along the rest of the Rab Show team to help me out. So, welcome to the show, Dej McIntosh, Andrew Shilliday, and Aaron McIlvain. How are you, lads? As well, what about you? <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about the future of the piping scene in 2021. It's a huge topic. We've asked a load of listeners out there to get in contact with us, and they have. Uh, but before we do, and we get into the listener mail and the weekly drones and all that stuff, can I just ask your opinions, lads, first of all, 2021, how do you see the piping season so far with where we are at the moment here in the UK? Uh, start with Andrew. I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, honest answer. Yeah, uh, it is hard to know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Because at the moment here in the UK, well, you know, for those listening internationally, we're in another lockdown. I think this is number four now. Uh, we have yeah. a strict stay-at-home policy and all the rest. So piping is the last thing on people's minds at the moment, you know? Yeah. So, Aaron, what do you think, mate? What do you think the, the scene will be looking like in 2021? Well, we're into the second week of 2021. Um. I want a refund already. <laughs> just, just handing in your it, receipt. I want to get yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you. Like, people thought New Year's would come and this year would be so much better. And it's like 2020, hold my beer. Yeah, that, that like, kind of thing. It's like taking something back because it's not working was 2020 and they replaced <laughs> it with 2021. And you get home and you think it's all great and then you kind of open it. And then you discover after a week it's not working again, and you just think, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Um, yeah, no, I, I think we just need to kind of write it off so That's much it. at the moment because nothing has changed. You know? No, if anything, it's getting worse. Yeah, Deej, what's your opinion, mate? Uh, four weeks ago, I honestly thought that this year would have been a complete go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys were. I'd been given the go ahead to have band practices again. Yeah. Albeit limited numbers, but mm-hmm. I was, it was a start. It was positive. And yeah, it was positive. And I had told you that I was looking at the next flight over and I was going to move to Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all the, all the leaders came out and says that there's a new strain and it's 70% more quicker and catching and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that's when I knew that I don't, I, didn't then, and I still don't think now we're going to have a season. Yeah, yeah. For numbers here in the UK, specifically on the infection rate, it's just been through the roof. Like you're talking 50,000, 60,000 every day in a country the size of the UK. That's a huge, huge number of people. And even the fatality rate as well, it's been quite scary, you know. So it's really understandable why we're in a lockdown at the moment. But, you know, for us on a bagpiping podcast and we're talking about the future of the piping scene 
we really have to look at the future of our world outside of piping before you know have to sort all of this out before we could think about lifting pipes again in an arena in a room so guys we've got some listener mail in on the topic and i want you all to muscle in with opinions here because there's some big questions asked by some of the listeners uh, we got quite a long email here, but a good one sent in by Scott, Scott Brander. And he starts off, he says, Hi, Big Rab. The views expressed in this email are purely my own and not that of my band. I love that. <laughs> I'm not trying to sink my band here. Love the way he does that. Uh, so he goes on to say, I acknowledge and respect the RSPBA and their commitment to delivering something for bands in 2021. But... I'm afraid I can't help feel that their focus and effort would be better directed elsewhere. As it stands, bands have been unable to practice, play, fundraise, or even meet together for a year now. Many players have had time to reevaluate what is important to them and have walked away from pipe bands entirely. Promising young players have been left without effective and consistent tuition and have either lost momentum in their learning or similarly opted to give up. Band organizations themselves have lost income and previously precarious bank balances. Their books are now looking very much in the red or close to it. The logistical element too is significantly impaired. Coach operators, hotels, and so on are all in a tremendous state of flux. With the levels of uncertainty around COVID, there won't be as many bands willing or able to, be, to put the necessary logistics in place to attend a competition. Musically, with thus far no advance notice of any changes to plan requirements, I think the widespread consensus out with the elite level, certainly, certainly, is that with so little anticipated preparation time, bands will be far from ready to perform. Um, I dare say we'll talk about that in a bit. So even considering all of this, even if we could by some miracle be ready to be able to attend, say, the Worlds in Glasgow, what would that even that what would that event eventually look like? Or one grade at a time and then back on the bus for the four or five, six hour journey back home? A virtual audience, no atmosphere, no socializing, no food stalls, no place to secure a warm cup of beverage, and all the other entirely necessary precautions to ensure people remain safe. Who in their right mind would want to attend or participate in such an event? Bands, person or otherwise. In this time of crisis, I feel that competitions should be further down the list of priorities. I took comfort when I read the chairman's words that money is not an issue. And whilst I'm sure there may be more context to come around that, it does lean me towards asking, why the rush? Having spent 27 years playing on pipe bands, I feel qualified enough to say this is a big a crisis as we have ever faced in our art form. A half-cocked, miserable and meaningless worlds or any other major competition is the last thing we read, need right now. What is needed is effective and accessible support to all bands at all levels. Rather than trying to deliver a hugely impaired competition that frankly is unlikely to materialize due to the pandemic, could our governing body not lend a hand and support bands in this time of need? For example, petition for and identify sources of funding to mitigate lost revenues, guide bands into how to access them and apply for them. Either fund bands or support them at least to publicize online like workshops, tuition programs, 
and support developing young players and old players. You can encourage creativity, maybe run and support a composition event. Uh, you can maybe offer guidance to bands around COVID management and how to get bands through this crisis. The list could go on. You know me, guys. I love reading lists. The email's coming to the close at this point. He says, what bands need is supportive, hands-on approach from its governing body. As sadly, without the writing, will be on the wall for many. As a footnote, whilst other missed seasons is unwelcome, it does offer us opportunity for growth and progress. <laughs> Could we not take this year to review how we run competitions and contests, what we do musically, how we develop players and so on, all with the goal of improving the art and delivering a 2022 competition that's better for spectators, bands, people, vendors alike. It should be, it would be a missed opportunity, in my opinion, if we couldn't find something positive to take out of these challenging times. I'm not having a go anyone here. I'm just voicing my opinion based on what I'm faced with as a band member. Please, please feel free to cite me on this, and I feel it's time, as I feel it's time, that bands folk were able to speak without trepidation, and hopefully more will. Anyway, just my thoughts at this time. Hope you're all well, and please keep up the good work. Cheers, Scott Brander. That's quite an email, lads. <laughs> Hitting on all the points there, I feel. Um, the very beginning of his email, he talks about bands just not being ready for a competition season. Have you any thoughts on that? Yeah. It's, to me, I, I, I can speak from my own experience. Now, like Scott, I'm, I'm not necessarily speaking on behalf of my band. But I'm just I'm just looking at it objectively. In a normal season, we finish up in August. Mm -hmm. In bands that I've been in, we usually take a few weeks rest. That point, pipe major, etc., are furiously getting everything sorted and starting to build for the next season. Mm -hmm. Secretary of a band, preparing accounts and getting that all sorted with the treasurer, and it's sort of that low period where you're just trying to sort out business yeah but pipers and drummers take a break and then kind of keep going themselves mm -hmm. and you're back in about october so you have october november and december well most of december yeah january february march and april and then you're onto the grass the second week in may mm -hmm. that's what seven months yeah but seven months uh, worth of prep yeah with maybe a week or two off seven months Mm -hmm. And it's always hard when you take that break around Christmas time because the first weeks back in January, you always have that wee sort of dip where you everyone has to get back up to, to par again. Yeah. But you're looking forward because you're now into the new year and everything's all about the new season. So everybody's mm -hmm. sort of encouraged and spurred to go. So that's great. Seven months. We're now in January. There's going to be no relaxation in, in Northern Ireland. And I'm sure the other parts of the United Kingdom for this month. So yeah. our nearest date of anything is February. And it's looking likely when you look at the news reports that this is probably going to be until about March or April, these restrictions, because yeah. we're in the winter. And they always said when the winter came, that would be the problem. When it hit us last year, it was in March. And the big thing was to get through March, April, May, and get to the summer where it would ease. 
So yeah. that was fine. That's what happened last year. So if we're going to have the same again, we're talking April, May, June before we have any relaxation and getting back to practices. Mm-hmm. How are we going to be ready to play on the grass in July or August or September for that matter? That's it. Um, we usually have seven months. Yeah. And the maximum we're going to have there is maybe two or three months. And that's after Pipers have had over a year of not blowing together every week, constantly keeping up their practice regimes. Now, I can't speak for all Pipers. Um, Yeah, but drummers. Maybe some people are playing every week. Um, You know, when we listened to what Richard had said there the other day, he he has to keep playing, Mm -hmm. keep his fingers going and, and whatever. But there's the stamina has to be built up and and the will to compete has to be there again. And that's what so I was going to say. That's on, missing. That's yeah. missing. And that's on top of the small period of actually getting back to playing together, putting mm. it all together. And at the moment, when you read the latest reports that we've we've had in in the pipe in the, in, in in the media from for pipe bands, is that to help bands out, um, the playing requirements are going to be rolled over. From the previous year and i thought that's not going to help us in any that doesn't no. <laughs> help us or disadvantage us in any way so that is just a a, a moot point it, yeah. there's no point to that comment one that's of the big right. things that we had put through at the in october uh, sorry not october november <clears throat> was if we're going to have less time well then the plan requirements need to be less hmm. and what was quite sort of refreshing was that everybody seemed to agree with it but it has to go to the music board. Yeah. We're now sitting a month and a half after that, and there hasn't even been a music board meeting yet to discuss this. Yeah, so we don't so know. How do you yeah. how do you look at the plan for twenty twenty one when the basic things haven't even been looked at? Yeah. So you don't know if you're playing two MSRs, two medleys for this year's competition in Grade One. Who knows? Yeah. That's it. So DJ, I'm going to ask yourself, mate. The, the Scott mentions in his email there about the lack of support that we've seen from RSPBA and how he feels that they should be doing more to help bands, you know, helping them with fundraising, helping them with COVID-19 plans and things. Have you any thoughts on the support that we haven't received really from our association? Yeah, I, I get that everyone's cash strapped at the moment, you know, and, most like I, I would say, like now at the point, all bands are starting to see the pinch, mm-hmm. and I totally understand that the association is feeling the same pinch as well. They've they've lost a year of revenue, so yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to feel it as well. So, and I, I've I think I've suggested it between the the four of us previously that it doesn't necessarily have to be a cash handout to the bands that are struggling. Like, why is there no offer of? online workshops and how to apply for fundraising. Yeah, like, yeah. Apply for grants. There's there's no, like, a lot of people have never done that before. I know I haven't. You know, it's, it's nothing I've had to worry about before. Yeah. It's a position I've never had in a band or in normal life. But there is people that have to do it. So why is why is there not this, that kind of support? That's it. And People would then feel that they're being given something. Yeah, yeah. And as you mentioned, like online tuition services and stuff, uh, I spoke about it earlier in the podcast about how uh, the school system in Scotland is still managing to thrive because of online tuition. And you're involved in that yourself, Teach. Uh, yeah. So 
uh, the association themselves did do some online tuition, you know, whenever they were fairly operational, the pandemic wasn't a thing. But it seemed to be when the pandemic struck, the association went mostly on furlough, that everything seemed to stop. Um, is any of you guys aware of any kind of online tuition from the association through 2020? No? Not I that aware of. don't remember seeing no, it. See, neither did I. No. In their minutes that they didn't want to do it or something. I, I didn't really pay much attention. Was there? Yeah. It's not my, it's not an area that I really concentrate on because, mm. um, you know, we kind of look after ourselves in yeah. our band and, and, you know, when we have our own internal uh, online tuition, um, you yeah, know, see, that's it. That. Yeah. And it could no. be something, RSPBA could be missing a trick, you know, with helping support bands with things like this, you know, and as you say, Dej, pointing you in the right direction saying here, there's a, a grant you can go and get for uniforms or something you know and then pointing bands in the direction here go and apply for that yeah. you know so andrew then just to, to wrap up scott's email he talks about uh you know using this time as a possible opportunity for future growth for bands and i know because i'm involved with yourself and you're my pipe and shooter i do know that tully lag and band are involved at the moment in trying to develop youth and our legions like me who want to play and uh, so you guys are kind of taking advantage of this time. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Well, um, uh, we've got that. We've got a development band, and and we've got players in there that before the lockdown they were, you know, the the maybe the first time they played in a band ever, and maybe even maybe the first year they've ever even played bagpipes at all, and. Yeah. Like for them, once they've been developing on and, and like, uh, well, for some of them, maybe they're getting close to even being upgrading to the grade three band or they've took a route where they've took an interest in solos or something they got there and yeah. they're preparing for that. And then, but also like we, 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 we've, been, we've been able to gain a few people that wanted to learn over this t- pandemic time and We've actually with with some that have started brand new last March and they're in a position now where they've 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 maybe got a set of pipes and starting to blow blow a few tunes on them now. Mm-hmm. And uh hopefully um hopefully we we'll finally ever get actually practice together in the same room or the same car park again, like uh hopefully we we'll, we'll we can come back and we'll be strong with numbers. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, uh, the, that's the recommendation, I suppose. And Tully Lagan, I don't want to sing your praises too much, but you guys are taking advantage of this time, you know, to do stuff behind the scenes. I am aware, however, there's quite a number of bands out there who aren't doing anything. And, you know, we've spoke to some of the big guns on the show here, the likes of St. Lawrence and Field Marshal, Shots even, and all those guys have all went on the hiatus, kind of. You know, the, the pipes are kicked under the bed and haven't looked at them in months. Um, so I don't know, is this something possibly, again, I know I keep pointing the fingers at the association, but that's what we're talking about here at the moment, is could they be doing more to kind of encourage people to keep playing? Well, I think the one one distinction we need to to clear up is the RSPBA the association mm-hmm. it's the bands Yeah, the bands are doing what the bands do what they can mm-hmm. they're supporting each other pipe majors are talking to other pipe majors 
the bond, the fellowship still there. That's not broken. 100%. Yeah, I have to agree. I think what you're sort of trying to say is, is it that headquarters of the RSPBA, the management side of the RSPBA yeah, I, as an association, are mm-hmm. they not doing enough a lot? That's one of it. the big things that you will have to look at on that is the board of directors are democratically elected. You know, they're voted in at their branch AGMs and put forward. Mm-hmm. Music board representatives are exactly the same. So if people, individual band members, do not feel that the people running the association on their behalf, mm-hmm. managing it, are doing a good enough job, well, then they need to come and speak at meetings and nominate somebody else. There's no point in standing on the outside and just gurning that it's not good and we're not getting what we want and, and constantly just getting at a group of people that are, are giving up their time yeah. to be directors within the association. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's not fair to just keep constantly saying that they're not doing it. Um, no, that's true. That's a fair problem. Point. I think that we have is it's the lack of communication. That's There's very true. Very yeah. little communication in this time of need where bands need to reach out to their parent organizations, their umbrella organizations for guidance and for news and for encouragement. Hmm. And that's just severely lacking. I mean, there was very little came out of headquarters from March right through the summer. There was just very little. There was very little came out from the RSPBA and NI. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's things were going on and it was as if the association just went on hiatus itself. You know, this this whole body that we're all in, just mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah. And it did feel it's like now that. trying to restart that. Mm. But it, it it's, a, you know, what I feel is that there's a lack of communication and there's a lack of creativity. And that's being felt right from the top, right down to the bottom with each member within each band. Yeah, yeah. You know, in times like this, you look to people above you for guidance and, and for strength and, and keeping things going. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for, for me, as a band member, you know, I'm looking to my own band and we're trying to keep things motivated. But as a band and as, as a member of the band's committee, we're looking above us and there's nobody. <laughs> you, yeah, you constantly feel it. like you're trying to find help. Mm. I, with funding, DJ, I don't know what it's like for you in Scotland. And you were saying that maybe government needs to look, you know, given support. Within Northern Ireland, there is a huge amount of money every year yeah. provided to the arts. Mm-hmm. And bands have the ability to unlock that funding and they can go and get support and help to do that through the Ulster Scots Community Network, which is, mm-hmm. I think, in tow with the Ulster Scots Agency. Yes. which then receives from the Department for Communities. The Arts Council are also giving out funding. And again, the, the Ulster Scots Community Network, uh, you know, those guys work tirelessly to help bands, even more than pipe bands, you know, flute bands, accordion bands, brass yeah. bands. They're there helping everybody to try and unlock funding and, and help them get their applications done. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be anything from the association. There was funding that was available that, that, that we in Klaus Kelton knew about and we applied for. But there was nothing posted in the RSPBA NI website about here, go and get this. Yeah. You know, directing I, people I, I to, it yeah. to the, I sent it through in the end and then I think it was eventually posted as one small news item and mm-hmm. that was it. But 
what I see is that there's constant posts and, and a lot of action to do with other stuff that's maybe not directly at the, the, the bones of, of what problems do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's the, they have to cater for all different aspects, but the main, the main part of, of the branches is, is competitive piping and drumming within the RSPBA system. Yeah. So to be spend so much time and effort looking at cultural things and trad bands and, you know, projects to do with Ulster Scots and, and whatever, that's, that's fine and that's great but there's nothing about competitive pipe bands just because yeah. they're not on at the minute doesn't mean there hasn't you know that we can't have any information about it no that's it indeed well lads i'm sure we could talk about scott's email here now for here until next week but we have more stuff to discuss uh we have actually two weekly drones to to decipher um uh, now again the beauty of weekly drone is, is that these are submitted totally anonymously we have no idea who these people are where their band is based there's no geography there's nothing like this there's no identifying factor but the only thing that these two weekly donors are talking about they're talking about this topic will we have a future in 2021 so aaron if you have the first clip there mate can you drop it in there now the weekly drone Hi Rob and the team. I would just like to add my own spin onto the topic of a possible piping season, following on from last week's drone. I understand that many have the belief that there won't be a season, shouldn't have a season, or just hoping that the RSPBA will figure something out. To actually try to pretend that they care about members by giving more constructive feedback and a more sympathetic approach given that not all bands can afford to throw money at fees whenever the association squandered carelessly, and by following in the footsteps of other pipe band associations that have put the effort in to provide online competitions and not rely on bands themselves to provide these on their own merit, which has happened this season. After all, it is the bands that are keeping the RSPBA above water. Now, my opinion as a playing member of a band is that if the correct but sensible precautions were put in place at competitions across the UK and Republic of Ireland, then I can see no reason why we still couldn't have our competitions. When thinking about smaller local competitions here in Northern Ireland, what I figure the branch should do is organise a ticket-only system for spectators to the limit that is deemed safe for outdoor events when agreed. Just like the way a lot of events are carried out currently, have an Eventbrite e-ticket that is still free of charge. This will require a lot of patience, but this will solve the problem that the RSPBA are still concerned about. Having overcrowded arenas and no room for social distancing, etc. And this way we can keep all involved safe. I feel that bands in these competitions can still operate as normal on the day, apart from social distancing of course. The bands may have to be limited also depending on the size of the venue and how the arenas can be spread etc and how many are wishing to enter in each grade, which may also require the order of performances to be altered 
to allow enough space around each arena, as well as the field, etc. The councils will need to provide more barriers to try and facilitate safe areas for spectators as a must. But these changes in operations shouldn't really be that difficult to sort out if they think things through properly and make the necessary arrangements. Many thanks and keep up the good work. A lot of very interesting thoughts there from the weekly droner and i'm looking at the zoom chat from the rab show team and some faces being pulled there to some of the topics raised uh fees had a lot of people smiling um and also you know future plans for future competitions i think a lot of interesting thoughts but we're not done uh we have another weekly drone to get into here aaron i believe so bring on weekly droner number two glimmer of nope In the recent article on Piping Press, entitled Glimmer of Hope, as the RSPBA pulls out all the stops for pipe band season 2021, we read that the RSPBA are determined to have a 2021 pipe band season if it is at all possible. Yippee! Except, the RSPBA don't control all the stops. In fact, they control virtually none. They can pencil in dates in the diary. After that, virtually everything else is outside of their authority. Will councils want to spend the money required to run major championships? Will events of that size even be allowed? If there is the slightest chance that they won't, what's the point putting in a load of time and effort now? to just throw the money away. As public servants, they can't do that. Will sponsors be interested in putting their name and their cash into something that more than likely won't go ahead and which, even if it does, will likely not be able to draw a crowd? Not even one made up of other band members who have already competed or are yet to compete? Remember how well attended the Friday qualifiers always were? Then there are the bands. You know, the people that actually matter. Working backwards from a championship day itself, they have to, number one, be there. How many hotel rooms will be required? Will enough be available? How much will they cost? Will the big hotel chains do what they always do and milk the tartan cash cow? Of course they will. For band members who are furloughed or who have just lost their jobs due to the pandemic, will they want or be able to take on the additional financial burden for a hobby? What travel restrictions will be in place, even for local bands? Will one band bus be enough to comply with social distancing? Will two? Already the expense is mounting up and nobody's had a beer or an overpriced burger yet. What about those bands and players who have to fly in? Certain airlines and countries have already started requiring passengers to be certified as COVID-free for 72 hours before flying. And as for the previously mentioned tartan cash cow, 
The budget airlines have long been known to make an absolute fortune from World's Week. That's never going to change and will only get worse. We are currently experiencing a stay-at-home restriction in the UK. While in Ireland, people can't travel across county boundaries. Will that still be the case come May, June, July or even August? There's not much point having a contest if the competitors aren't there. Number two, be ready. Most bands would be well into their winter's work by now for a normal season. As previously mentioned, they aren't currently able to meet and that doesn't look like changing any time soon. By the time that they are, how many will have lost their mojo, or most of their members, following the end of the 2019 season? Can the majority of bands be ready in time with little or no notice? It may be a hobby for amateurs, but on the grass, within the circle, is where the highest levels of professionalism within the world of pipe bands is displayed. I'm pretty sure that bandsmen and women aren't going to want to compete if they don't think they will be able to give good accounts of themselves. Now speaking of giving good accounts, number three. Bands will need to be paid up association members. How many bands haven't paid their fees for 2021 because, well, what's the point? If there aren't any competitions, then there is nothing. You don't even get a nice wee sticker for your car window like you do with the National Trust. And if there is no money coming in from the bands, sponsors, the public, or the magic money tree, it won't be long before there is no RSPBA. So if by some miracle a championship or three can go ahead this year, how many bands won't or can't take the field? In closing, how ironic the term pull out all the stops originates from organ playing, where it means to bring into play every rank of the pipes, thereby creating the fullest possible sound. If only the transparent RSPBA management would indeed bring into play every rank of pipes, pipers, drummers and drum majors from the earliest beginners at Novice Juvenile to the big boys and girls in Grade 1, then the future of pipe bands and even the RSPBA would be extremely bright in the post-Covid era. If not, well, we can always watch Drone Chorus on repeat for the rest of time. Right, I'm off. I'm determined to travel the entire length of the Great Wall of China on a pogo stick by the end of 2021, if it is at all possible. And I need to write an article for Pogo Press to encourage my fellow pogo stickers that I'm pulling out all the stops and it will happen. The Weakling Drone I have to say, uh, good luck to you do, uh, doing the Great Wall of China in a pogo stick. Um, <laughs> any thoughts, lads, on that one? 
<laughs> yeah, everyone's staying silent there. Yeah, I think even the reference to the Pogo Press, I think, was a little bit of a sly dig uh, to yeah something that we're going to be talking about here coming up. Um, but I think both of those weekly drones are valuable for different reasons. I think the first weekly drone that we had there was very positive saying that we will have a season this year. We'll just have to do it in a certain way with barriers and social distancing and all this stuff. And then the second one is, sorry, it's my opinion. I think it's a little bit more realistic. And I think that we may not get a piping season this year. Maybe not until late August, start of September, possibly. Um, but I think listening to both weekly drones, I'm just going to throw this open to you guys and you can take the ball and do what you want. But both weekly drones talked about fees, band fees. Any of you guys, any thoughts on bands paying fees for 2021? Well, why do you pay fees? Why does a membership band pay fees for this association? We don't pay to compete. That, no. That's a myth that you're only paying so you can compete at the five majors and your local contests. You're paying to be a member of this association, that your band has a number within the association. And one of the big rights that you have as a member is the ability to go to any meeting of the members because you're mm-hmm. paid up member, so you're entitled to go to the meeting. And also you have a vote, one band, one vote. That's it. That's in the rules yeah. Um, we didn't get that in 2020. Nope. You know, COVID came in and wiped out the season. Now that isn't, you can't blame that on any of the bands and you no. cannot blame that on anybody in headquarters or the board of directors. That is no, just life totally. and we have to deal with it. Yeah. The other big thing then we had was an AGM scheduled for March. Again, rightly so, that had to be shelved at the time because we were just at the very start of the pandemic and it was all types of scary for everybody and nobody yeah. really knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Regulations were getting put in place. <laughs> so safer than sorry. But it was then held in June. Mm-hmm. You know, the association's AGM was held in June. There, There is a minute of that AGM. It's actually titled, you know, Precis of the 89th annual general meeting of the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association. Yeah. That was a meeting of the members because it was an annual general meeting. But my band wasn't invited. Tully Lagan wasn't invited. Ullapullen District wasn't invited. Yeah, none of the bands were. And that's countless. Well, some bands were. There was one band picked from each branch. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So for uh, Northern yeah. Ireland, it was mm-hmm. Colm Kill. Right. Yeah. So no problems with Colm Kill. It's that we're not I'm not I'm not saying that there's an issue there. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is is that the management decided let's hold an AGM in some shape or form online, but we'll not invite anybody. We'll not even invite people to take part or we'll not even stream it so that all members can watch it or we'll send them a link. All we got was a, a precious minute of it about a week or so afterwards. Yeah. So on the day of the actual AGM being held online, people had messaged me saying any word on the AGM. And I said, I don't even know what's taking place because there was nothing about it. Nobody mm-hmm. knew anything. So yeah. rightly so, because the members weren't there, 
the motions were not debated, but everything else was rubber stamped as would be required under the company side of the association because the association is a club organization constituted, but it's also a registered charity and it's also a, a registered company. So there's like three different entities going on there. So there's things that need to be legally signed off, you know, for business to continue um, so that, that the company doesn't get into difficulties with, with HMRC or with Companies House and all those different matters. So totally agree that. However, whenever it was sent out to the members who have paid their fees, remember, and are entitled to go to meetings and raise questions, which is where we were all told we had to go, had to go mm -hmm. to the AGM and any questions that anybody had, that's where they'd be answered. Well, we, we weren't allowed to go to that meeting. We weren't invited to ask a question. No. You know, so, you know, that was a denial of the members' rights. So you pay your fee, you don't get invited to the meetings and you don't get any, you don't get any competitive piping and drumming. Yeah, that's it. So and then as you listen to that last drone, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a year of nothing. And also to play on the other side of it, you could, you could argue that actually you're paying your fee to compete. I'm going to say that you don't. But also if you look at it, the international bands, they have to pay a fee, a membership fee to compete. Yeah. But they don't have the rights of a member. So they are literally paying half the amount that we pay simply to compete. Yeah, just to play, yeah. You're paying the membership fee effectively. Well, you're paying a half a membership fee, but obviously if you're coming in from Canada, Australia, you know, your band is saving 100 odd quid, 125, 150 quid on your yeah. membership fee, but you're obviously spending a hell of a lot more money getting there. For sure, yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't have a say. They don't, they don't get invited into the RSPBA meetings normally. Mm -hmm. Now, one good thing is that the music board convened a meeting with the pipe majors and leading drummers of all of the grade one bands. But it was simply to find the views of those pipe majors so that the music board could be better informed to come up with recommendations that they would then put to the board of directors, mm -hmm. which then I'm assuming if there's changes to formats of things, it'll go before the membership at the nearest AGM to be rubber stamped and ratified by the membership because it is a membership led organization. Yeah. That's what the constitution and the articles of association, that's what it's about. But we seem to be missing that now in favor of the company status, which is we have to do this, but we don't have to tell anybody about it. Yeah. That's so very much the case. My, yeah. my biggest thing is is that you paid a fee in twenty twenty for twenty twenty. But I mean bar the Northern Ireland branch AGM, which we were able to take part in and we were invited like every other band within the branch, that was it. You know, there was mm -hmm. there was no invite there. And and again I, I fear that we're gonna go down the same road again this year because the same issues are gonna be there that that were there in June. But mm -hmm. how do we plan for the future without speaking to people? I mean, that's the point of the AGM. It's there for people to air their um, views and, and ask questions and hold people to account for the leadership positions that they've been put into. Mm -hmm. It's not about going and slagging everybody and throwing, you know, insults. But it is about being open, transparent, 
being adult and having proper dialogue together as member bands together in one association. I mean, that's what the word association means. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be that anymore. So no. where do we go for 2021 if we can't even have a conversation with each other to see where we're at? That's it indeed. Yeah. So the debate around fees, there's a lot of different intricacies with this. We have read, read different perfor- reports on this saying that the RSPBA are financially solvent up until March, I think. And is that right? The fees are to keep them afloat, I think, until then. And then after March, we don't know. Uh, we do know that the association themselves are very keen to swing open the gates on a new competitive season. Uh, if I just, let me see. So you guys can see that we're, we're now looking at the uh, Pipe and Press article that was published there recently on the 8th of January. If you guys haven't read this, far be it from me to encourage you to look at Pipe and Press, but sometimes it can be quite interesting. Um, this article is interesting but for possibly the wrong reasons. Pipe and Press, the headline here is called Glimmer of Hope, which is what our weekly droner was talking about, as RSPBA pull out all the stops for the pipe band season of 2021. The thrust behind the article is that the association are doing everything that they can to have a season this year. They've put it in black and white. They've actually published the calendar as well, which is provisional and everything's subject to change, apparently. Uh, We have a date for the British, which is 22nd of May in Paisley. I think personally that's wishful thinking. We have the UK scheduled for Lurgan in June. That in itself is wishful thinking, I believe. Uh, the Euros. Lurgan can't happen. Yeah, that's that's what we've heard as well. Um, based on the fact of, and this is the big problem. First of all, just before you continue, Rob, mm. you said far be it from you to push people to go and read Pipe and Press. Yeah. The problem is, is that everybody within the member bands of the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association has to read Pipe and Press because it's the only place where you will get the information. That's it. The association's headquarters because yeah. they won't put it out in a press release. What they will do is go and speak to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So the likes of Pipe no and statements which are contained within this article mm-hmm. being made to the website or to the members' bands. There's not, no communication there. One thing I will say is that just from the fact that it was there, George Usher, who is the president of the association, he is also the chair of the uh, marketing and media um, committee within the Northern Ireland branch, mm-hmm. responsible for setting up a lot of the local competitions, and he does a good job with that. Um, he did say to us on the 28th of November at the Northern Ireland AGM that, in his view, it was unlikely that yeah. any contest could take place within Northern Ireland before July, because that's the word he's sort of getting from the local councils. So again, he said it's very much up in the air, but at least he was sort of pointing to that. Yeah. For then a few days later, for stuff to be put into bagpipe and news, and now uh, another few weeks later for this to come out on Pipe and Press, it's like dangling a carrot in it front is. of people and yeah. keeping people walking, but it's actually not it's this there's no meat in it it doesn't help us doesn't help us plan as a band no that's it so carrying on we have the euros here scheduled for the 26th of june in inverness we have the scottish in the end of july in dumbarton and the world is penciled in to be happening now what makes this article interesting it's not what the actual editor of pipe and press has written here because uh, honestly it just kind of it's a bit of a 
not, I'm not going to say it's a fluff piece, but it's certainly a piece of, uh, yeah, journalism that's throwing a bit of weight behind what our chairman, John Hughes, has to say next. And what John actually has to say is really quite interesting. He says in his, and I'm going to quote here directly, he said, the situation is very fluid, but we are absolutely determined to deliver a competition season for our bands, if it is at all possible. He then goes on to say, money at all is not an issue. All costs have been budgeted for, and the May and June majors may prove not to be feasible, but we are keeping all options open. Our AGM is the cutoff date. Now, am I right in thinking, lads, uh, you can all answer here, the AGM, it's scheduled now for March, isn't it? Usually the middle of March, yeah. Yeah. It is March. So do you know at this point, this is now in the middle of January, do you know if any member bands have been invited to that yet? Well, in all fairness to headquarters in a normal year, usually the notice that the AGM's happening hmm. uh, usually comes out in February. I believe there is a rule somewhere um, which exists and it's, right. it's kind of taken that it's usually is it six weeks or something before the actual meeting they, they, they make people aware so, so I have no doubt that there will be a message on the association's yeah, website it's just a wee bit early yet then really yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it goes on to say then John Hughes says we do not want to mislead people and are to some extent caught between a rock and a hard place what we say now could change in a few days and I appreciate that practice problems bands are facing but I know everyone is keen to get out and compete in the game there may have to, they may have to prepare quickly, but all bands are in the same position and we'll do everything we can to provide them with a platform. Now, this is what we brings us back to the start of this topic. Uh, bands will have to prepare quickly, I think is an understatement. And providing bands with a platform is very nice. Thank you. But uh, if bands aren't ready and bands aren't able to compete, I don't think guys were going to see bands out of these competitions as quick as John thinks. Really, the biggest point on that is um, really, if you think about it logically, what he's actually saying there is is actually true. Yeah. You know, in, wh in what way? So when he says we don't want to mislead people, that's great. We expect that. And we understand the complexities that that the board of directors are under, um, you know, that they're working with at the moment. Mm -hmm. And things can change. It's a very fluid situation. Money is not the issue. Well, it's not the issue because that we, we already had confirmation last year that the local councils were in agreement for their contest. That is sort of all being sorted. Mm -hmm. So again, he says the May and June majors may prove not to be feasible, but we're keeping options open. So we know straight away from what we've been told is that the men and majors are most likely not 99% sure they're not happening. Mm. The AGM's the cutoff date. That's good. So there's a cutoff date in the middle of March. Is that a cutoff date for just those two majors or for the entire season? Yeah. For the rest of it. Yeah. So know, it's just hard to work it out because it, it's not, there's no question in here. You know, this is just statements that yeah. are being thrown out to, to, to put a glimmer of hope. The biggest thing that I took from this is when John says, I know everyone is keen to get out competing again. 
I think every person within the member bands is, is, is you know, we're chomping at the bit to get out and competing again. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're chomping at the bit to get out competing at a half-assed attempt of a season in a month's worth of preparation. Yeah, we want to get out season. That's just something that everybody everybody wants to be out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody wants to be out of lockdown tomorrow um, to be unsafe again. They might yeah. just, you know, it's it's a wishful thinking to say you want to be out competing again. I want things to be back the way they were before coronavirus. That's it. So I was you know, that's what I want. But what way are Ullapool looking at this at the moment with you guys? Uh, being from the north of Scotland and everything, you guys have different restrictions from what we have here in Northern Ireland. How are you looking at these statements and stuff here from John? How are you guys, you know, addressing well, this? As of today, <clears throat> excuse me, as of today, our restrictions have been increased. So as of today, the day we're recording, mm-hmm. um, Nicholas Sturgeon came at lunchtime and increased restrictions. So, yeah. I just, I just getting nah. worse, really, rather yeah. than better. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to think that he's it, just, I, I don't know, I, I, I get quite angry reading this and again it's this is my own personal beliefs it's not on by any means represent all of them anyway no no um and i feel awful that i've got to say that as well um but i just think this that isn't yeah we all need we all want to be competing and again getting your 100 percent right like nobody wants to go out and half-arse attempt it that's far from mm. what we want to do yeah why are we even considering this? Like, that's it too. It's so dangerous at the moment. You know, I just like it's one of the drones said. You know, like even if the bands could afford it and they did go ahead, there's too many people nationally that have lost jobs mm-hmm. and have no personal income, or well, not they'll not be able to afford to book accommodation or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. You're, you're you're going to be lucky if you get a quarter of the bands, mm-hmm. quarter of the bands, and that'll be pure luck. And not only is all the COVID stuff affecting it, but as how's Brexit going to change things for us as well? You know what I mean? Like that's fights yeah. and stuff already as well have been affected. So I just feel that, that yeah, totally stand. You know, put out a statement. Try and be optimistic, but there's better ways to glimmer hope. Yeah. Than tell us, oh, we're going to have competitions. Because we're then all going to be like, oh, there's going to be people that are going to be excited for it and start working towards it. There's going to be people that are going to sit back like myself, me. No, that's too soon. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, Andrew, I want to ask you about this specifically about the next bit. Then John goes on to say in this article, we're looking at all options such as rescheduling, uh, holding contests with an online only audience through live streaming, which I thought was incredibly interesting. Uh, because RSPBA weren't fans of live streaming, from my memory. <clears throat> anyway, it's even he said even the worlds could be held without an audience. And Glasgow Life have said that they'd be happy with that. And da, 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 da. the article does continue and kind of paints a bit of a picture, saying that you know we could be looking at September, possibly later in the year for a competition season. But they certainly seem to be determined. Uh, from yourself as a, a player and you know someone involved in the piping scene, like all of us. Would you be equally as comfortable 
jumping back onto the competition field as soon as RSPBA opened the gates? Sorry, I, I haven't read this year yet, but I, I, I sort of get your get your saying there. But I, hmm. I, well, I'm, you know, myself, I, I've got underlying health issues. I've got autoimmune disease and yeah. I, I actually, we haven't, I've been socially distanced. I've, I've been sort of partially sheltering as much as I can since March mm-hmm. and I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in no rush to be like, uh, meeting up, so maybe not the, the best one to ask. But I, mm-hmm. uh, but a, a competition with no no audience and like I don't know uh, with no international bands with uh, you know even restricted numbers and band members and things like that. You know, it's it's going to be a very different you know competitive scene for sure. You yeah. Know? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, Andrew, I know you, you talked about your own personal difficulties and things with shielding and everything, and I'm sure you're not alone. There's bound to be a load of other people in the piping scene that are just in the same boat. And yeah. they're thinking the same thoughts as yourself. You know, if the gates swing open tomorrow in Glasgow Green and, hey, come on over to the worlds, you know, a lot of people would be apprehensive about that and thinking, well, what kind of safety controls are on there? You know what I mean? And how can we keep everyone safe? I think in 2021, lads, no matter what way you split the onion, it's got so many layers to it. It's still an onion, <laughs> if that's a metaphor. Um, it's going to be a really tangled web to untangle, I think, and uh, really complicated. And I don't envy RSPBA you know, attempting to solve this. I don't know. Have you any final thoughts, lads, before we wrap up this week's topic of the week? I mean, you have to look at it. You know, Yes, it's good to know that they're looking at options. Um, mm-hmm. but even the worlds could be held with an online with an, without an audience and Glasgow Live should be Glasgow Life <laughs> yeah. Glasgow Life have said that they would be happy with that Glasgow Life might be happy with it I don't think the member bands would be happy with it no, <laughs> not at all <laughs> you know, that's, that's my you know, that, and, and again it goes on to, to talk in this article about you know, moving stuff to September, that, that, that's, that's maybe an option. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to go with it. The weather might not be as helpful then. There is seasons where you go where it's just awful the entire season and there's nothing anybody can do about that. Yeah. Um, but... I suppose it depends a lot on where we are with the pandemic. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to do. And I, and I do commend mm. him for doing that. But I also have to caution that whilst dangling a carrot of hope to people, you know, across this massive organization with the amount of members in each member band, you know, there is light ahead and, you know, your association will do everything it possibly can to lay on as many competitions as possible. Mm-hmm. It's, it shouldn't be, you know, it goes back to what Deed said at the start. It, you know, there's too much focus on just competitions. You know, yeah. what about other things? Now, you know, that's, that's, where I, I look at it, yes, it's a, it's a glimmer of hope and, and thanks to all the members of our board of directors and, and all other, you know, parties that are involved in helping, you know, to run and shape this organization. But again, I'll come back to my very first point. Communication is everything. Yeah. And unfortunately then, all the information about this upcoming season, one of the biggest 
important issues right now for people in pipe bands in this association. And you have to go to an independent media outlet to get that information. Yeah, that's a bit concerning, because isn't it? You have to look at the fact that the director's meeting was on the 5th of December. The one before that was in the first week in October. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with that December meeting, there's things that have been decided, but their next one's scheduled for the end of January. So there's a two month gap there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already alluded to the fact that we asked for information. We've put it through to our music board reps the first week in December. And basically what we were told back is, uh, you know, the reply was it'll be January before there's a meeting. So it stays as it is for now. Uh, just you have to um, wait then. It's yeah. hard because you think really we should be fighting, you know, if we're planning for, for a season and we're definitely serious about it, we need to be doing a hell of a lot more than what we're doing right now. And, and again, it's communication. This isn't by no means a criticism. It's an observation. Mm-hmm. Members of the board of directors may well be doing a massive amount of sterling work behind the scenes right now, but unless you actually keep your member bands informed, yeah, we never hear about it. How is anybody yeah. going to see that you're doing wrong? And again, it seems to be then that everybody is happy to throw more criticism. But you know, to guys your phone there when it was it? No. So, <laughs> well, we have to look at that. You know, sorry, you'll have to edit that bit. Well, that's <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Um, we have a desire to return to normality. You know, we definitely do, but only when it's right and proper to do it. That's it, indeed. Actually, get through to it. You know. So, Andrew, any final thoughts, mate, before we we hit the the stop button here? What way do you see us looking here for this incoming year? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pretty what I said much. at the start. Exactly, just the very same at the start. What What can we do other than like uh, prepare for the worst and hope for the best that's it indeed. I think that's good advice there i think yeah <laughs> uh, so dj any thoughts man um i no i don't know so many to be honest i just like em says like absolutely 100 percent praise them for the work that they're, they're possibly doing behind the scenes and they are planning for the to get us back which is what we all want but it needs to be communicated better and realistic hopes and goals yeah yeah that's it indeed uh so i do know that folks from the association listen to the podcast so i hope you guys managed to get something from this episode we aren't getting at you by the way this is not a point and finger exercise far from it we're hoping to support you here you know it's a massive thing that's affecting us all in the piping world and uh yeah you do have our support believe it or not so lads Thank you all so much for joining us on this week's podcast. It's been quite a heavy topic this week. I have to say thank you to our weekly drawners and also to Scott as well. who sent us in that huge email. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. And for all these folks at home for listening. So thank you, everyone. I appreciate your time. Cheers. And don't forget, if you would like to uh, join in the conversation or you have any thoughts of that, uh, any of you guys remember the email address? show at gmail.com There you are, you just have it all memorised, do you? Good stuff. Grand. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it does, sorry. <laughs> so, bigrabshow at gmail.com, of course. And then, don't forget, you can check us out. We're on Fuse again next week for another two hours of piping goodness. And we'll be back next week with another pod. Thanks, everyone. And sure, we'll see you all on the next week's podcast. All the best.
Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best.